To the ambitious new manager, the big question is this. What does it take to be a great manager? Well, great managers know how to motivate and build a great team. Great managers know how to win trust and respect, make an impact and achieve their goals. And great managers get promoted again and again, and they make more money because of it. So how do managers like you, who are bootstrapping your own careers, join their club? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name's Michael Barrell, and welcome to Making a Manager. Hey, what's up, friends? It is so good to be kicking off November here with you on the podcast. If you're new here, what's up? I'm Michael Barrell, host of this here podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to the show here so you don't miss any episodes that I've got coming your way. And if you've listened before, well, welcome back, my friends. Super appreciate you as always. I do not take your attention lightly. Righto. Today's episode is all about workplace creativity, or more specifically, the steps that you need to take to grow creativity amongst your employees. Now, most of us already know of the benefits of having a creative workplace or creative people in that workplace. But let me name a few. You'll get increased engagement, increased interaction, staff morale, passion, motivation, problem solving, and of course, increased productivity. But what you might not know is that there is a damaging myth out there about creativity at work. And it's this. There is a specific creative personality that some people have and others don't. Well, it's a myth because despite decades of creativity research, no such trait has ever been identified. The truth is that anybody can be creative, given the right opportunities and context. Don't believe me? No worries. Go and take the least creative person in your office out for lunch. You know the one that I'm talking about. The one who doesn't seem to have a creative bone in their body. My bet is that you'll find some secret passion pursued outside of the office hours that they pour their creative energies into. It's just that they aren't applying those energies in their day jobs. So how do you go about unlocking creativity for your team whilst they do their day jobs? Well, the secret to unlocking creativity is not to look for more creative people. The secret is to unlock more creativity from the people who already work for you. The thing is that the same body of creativity research that finds no distinct creative personality is also firm on what actually leads to creative work. And they are all things you can implement within your team today without breaking the bank. Essentially, there are four things you need to do. So let's call them the four steps to workplace creativity. Number one, cultivate expertise. One of the things that creativity researchers have consistently found for decades is that expertise is critical for producing top-notch creative work. And the expertise needs to be specific to a particular field or domain. So the first step to being creative is to become an expert in a particular area. The reason expertise is so important is that you need to be an expert in a specific field to understand what the important problems are and what would constitute an important new solution. Take Einstein, for instance. He studied physics intensely for years to understand the basic physical model for time and space before he understood that there was an inherent flaw in that model. So how do you cultivate expertise? Well, luckily you don't need to be Einstein for starters. There's a performance expert, Anders Ericsson, who has studied the very problem of cultivating expertise for decades and found that the crucial element is deliberate practice. 
you need to identify the components of a skill, offer coaching, and encourage employees to work on weak areas. Now, take note, this goes far beyond the intermittent training that most businesses do. Here's an example. One skill that Amazon identified as crucial to their performance is writing. So Amazon employees need to constantly write six-page memos, even for introducing small product features throughout their careers at the company. They consistently receive coaching and feedback and need to write good memos in order to advance within the company. Now, any company can replicate Amazon's memo writing policy. What's not so easily replicated is the intense commitment to cultivating writing expertise that the company has prioritised for years. All right, so now for step two. A leader must encourage exploration. While deep expertise in a given field is critical for real creativity, it is not sufficient. Look at any great body of creative work and you'll find a crucial insight that came from outside of the original domain. It's often a seemingly random piece of insight that transforms ordinary work into something very, very different. For example, it was a random visit to a museum that inspired Picasso's African period. Charles Darwin spent years studying fossils and thinking about evolution until he came across a 40-year-old economics essay by Thomas Malthus that led to his theory of natural selection. The philosophy of David Hume helped lead Einstein to special relativity. More recently, a team of researchers analysing 17.9 million scientific papers found that the most highly cited work is far more likely to come from a team of experts in one field working with a specialist in something very different. It is that combination of expertise, exploration and collaboration that leads to truly breakthrough ideas. That is how Google's 20% time policy is able to act as a human-powered search engine for new ideas. By allowing employees to work on projects unrelated to their formal job descriptions 20% of the time, people with varied experiences and expertise can combine their efforts in a way that would be extremely unlikely in a planned company initiative. Okay, so let's move on to step three. Empower your people with technology. In Walter Isaacson's recent biography of Leonardo da Vinci, he recounts how the medieval master would study nature from anatomy to geological formations to guide his art. Now, Leonardo was clearly a genius of historical proportions, but think about how much more efficient he would have been with a decent search engine. One of the most overlooked aspects of innovation is how much technology can enhance productivity. Part of the reason is because it makes the two steps we have already talked about so far, acquiring domain expertise and exploring adjacencies, so much easier. However, another reason is because it frees up time to allow for more experimentation. You can see this work at Pixar, which was originally a technology company that began shooting short films to demonstrate the capabilities of its original product, animation software. As they were experimenting with the technology, they also found themselves experimenting with storytelling, and those experiments led them to become one of the most highly acclaimed studios in history. As Pixar founder Ed Catmull put it in his memoir, Creativity Inc., every one of our films, when we started off, they suck. Our job is to take it from something that sucks to something that doesn't suck. That's the hard part. It is that kind of continual iteration that technology makes possible, and that makes truly great creative work possible. Now, for the final step to workplace creativity, reward persistence. 
Far too often, we think of creativity as an initial brilliant spark followed by a straightforward period of execution. But as Catmull's comments about work that initially sucks shows, that's not true in the least. In his book, he calls early ideas ugly babies and stresses the need to protect them from being judged too quickly. Yet most businesses do just the opposite. Any idea that doesn't show immediate promise is typically killed quickly and without remorse. IBM is one firm that has been able to buck this trend. Its research division routinely pursues seemingly outlandish ideas long before they are commercially viable. For example, a team at IBM successfully performed the first quantum teleportation in 1993, when the company was in dire financial straits, with absolutely no financial benefit. However, the research wasn't particularly expensive and the company has continued to support the work for the last 25 years. So today, it is a leader in quantum computing, a market potentially worth billions because it's stuck with it. That's why IBM, despite its ups and downs, remains a highly profitable company while so many of its former rivals are long gone. Kevin Ashton, who came up with the idea of RFID chips, wrote in his book, How to Fly a Horse where most turns are wrong and most ends are dead. The most important thing creators do is work. The most important thing they don't do is quit. Yet all too often, organisations quit. They expect their babies to be beautiful from the start. They see creation as an event rather than a process, don't invest in expertise or exploration, and refuse to tolerate wrong turns and dead ends. Is it any wonder that so few are able to produce anything truly new and different? So that's it. Four steps to pursue a creative workplace. Number one, cultivate expertise. Number two, encourage exploration. Number three, empower your people with technology. And number four, reward persistence. Are you wondering where these ideas came from? Well, obviously not me, no. I've broken them down from Greg Saddle's 2018 article in Harvard Business Review. I'll link it up in the show notes. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, go to makingamanager.com. That's makingamanager.com. On that webpage, you'll see that I'm giving away my complete employee feedback swipe file. No, this isn't some kind of clearance of old stuff that's no good. This is a swag of full-fledged, really helpful, evidence-based rules and tactics built specifically for managers like you who want to become more persuasive and effective at giving feedback and having difficult conversations with your employees. Download and copy these plug-and-play templates in the order that I deliver them to you, and I sincerely believe that if you implement what I share with you, then this year will be fantastic. Again, it's completely free. There are no tricks to this offer, by the way. Go to makingamanager.com and get it while the getting's good. And that's a wrap. Now go on, get out there and kick some ass, stay awesome, and thanks for listening.